Live from VentureX Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew. All right, good morning. It is Monday morning, and as you can see, we already have our resident expert on family health care, Dr. Norm Clothier with Family Health Care and Associates. His office is right there in Richardson, Texas. They still call that Richardson, right? Yeah, it hasn't changed names at all. So the state hasn't redistricted you yet? For years. That, that what? The state hasn't redistricted you out of Richardson yet? No, not yet. <laughs> uh, you know, it's kind of amazing now. Uh, some cities and municipalities kind of maintain intact, even if I'm in them. So, <laughs> go, go figure that. And, yeah, it's kind of incredible. Actually, we are at a unique spot here because our south end of our parking lot is the division of Collin County uh, to Dallas County, and then the north end of our parking lot is the division between Richardson and Plano. So you are correct that, you know, if you didn't just know that Richardson means Richardson, that, you know, it's kind of hard to define. So then uh, you could really depend decide how you feel that day, if you want to be in Dallas that day or Collin that day or, or Plano or yeah, Richardson. I, I tell you, during the height of the pandemic, I never walked past the south end of the parking lot because restrictions were <laughs> a lot tighter in Dallas County. You're a wise man, Doctor. County, so very wise man. Yeah. Talking about wise man, COVID nineteen is coming back around again. We're hearing warnings issued by the government. We're hearing politicians talk about it again. Let's go to the doctors, shall we, Doctor Clothier? What do we know about think, the new variant, and what so. should we do? Well, you know, first of all, I want to say that all viruses mutate, and I don't find it surprising that there's mutation. We've talked about that before. You know, that's what viruses do. They use a host to replicate, and that host in this virus happens to be a human. And then once it replicates and, you know, kind of can be spewed out in particles or into the air, uh, then the next host, it may or may not, fit just right so it'll kind of tend to mutate and so there's always a widespread amount of mutation and there's nothing odd about that i want to emphasize this doesn't mean it's engineered differently it doesn't mean it's weaponized it doesn't mean it's you know wasn't real last year and is real this year or whatever i hear all kinds of strange comments and questions about that but the um you know the flu virus has different strains every year and that's why we have a different flu shot each year and the common cold you know you've often heard this oft used phrase we've never found a cure for the common cold and the reason is it mutates every year or every few months and you know there are a ton of strains many of which are by the way coronaviruses and so uh, this coronavirus 19 of course has been called the novel coronavirus because it was new to the human group and that's why no one had adequate immunity against it prior to either infection and then immunity, which we don't know how long that lasts, or to the vaccine and then immunity, and we don't know how long that lasts because nobody can project 10, 20, 30, 40 years into the future. So uh, just like there's an annual flu shot, there probably almost certainly, and we talked about before too, will be a booster series on um, COVID, I think we've all kind of predicted there will be a combination COVID and flu shot probably in about three years. Takes a little while to get approval on combination shots. But that way you can be protected against what we often call seasonal illness uh, over time. And that brings up the issue of the season. We have entered into summertime, if you were unaware. It is July now. And uh, we often see less viral uh, infection in the summertime. Now, that may be people being outside more. It may be that uh, they don't, the viruses don't like the heat as much. Now, last year, we really hoped that would be true. If you recall, the pandemic really hit America in March. We hoped by June or July there'd be nearly no infection, and it kind of died down. It did not. The reason seems to be because it was a novel virus to the human race, and so humans just didn't have an immune response that was adequate for it. A lot of people got sick, and a lot of people died. A lot of people have so-called uh, long COVID or you know, an extended range of COVID symptoms over time. And so with the vaccine, we have seen less infection. 
less hospitalization in those with the vaccine who maybe then get the virus, uh, less of the uh, COVID-19 long syndrome, the uh, extended syndrome from the virus. And so if you've been immunized, I think that is fantastic. And if you have not, I would encourage you to. It's readily available. It's all over the place. There's really no reason to not get it at this point. If you desire to get it, it's really just to the people who uh, just desire not to uh, that aren't, you know, mainly the ones not getting it. But there probably will be a uh, some degree of a booster or another vaccine, depending on what kind of terminology you want to use on that, going into this fall or winter. And that'll probably be true every fall and winter for the foreseeable future, because no one knows how long the virus will be around. I'm, a, I'm going to readily assume it'll be around for as long as we can, or can foresee into the future, because that's how the virus has been, what the way it has spread around the world so quickly. So, Dr. Clothier, if I may, um, will it be, have you been given a sense from the CDC through an alert or how to operate, right, um, on how mm-hmm. the booster will be disseminated? Will it be similarly, like my father and I, we had received a notification by text and by email to appear at Stonebriar Mall at this time, don't come early, don't come late, uh, bring your bring your uh, text message or email with you, um, get in line, get your vaccination, go home. Will it be like that, mm-hmm. or will it be here, here are the places that are open from this time to this time, just show up and get your vaccination? I, I suspect it will be more wide open. You know, early there were appointments and specific times because everyone was learning how to give the vaccine. You know, and initially we had to have, you know, back when I got mine, the Pfizer vaccine, with the first one, they gave me a window of time three weeks later to get the second one or else, you know, or, or I'd be hunted down by the assassination squad again, <laughs> which is really unfortunate. But Good uh, movie, though. But I was able to get my shot. What's that? Good movie, though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for it to be released, you know. But anyway, the um, – uh, there were a lot of restrictions on the time frame, and that was all because it was an emergency approval. And the government, and the through the FDA and through the uh, vaccination groups, really wanted to study, you know, to have accuracy in dosage uh, intervals and follow up in terms of symptoms, side effects, whatever. Now that we have millions of people vaccinated and we know a lot more about it, we can be more flexible. And so, you know, initially you're supposed to go to the same place always to get first shot, second shot for those two vaccine series, the two that are two vaccines. And then, you know, we really wanted three weeks on Pfizer, four weeks on Moderna, exactly. And now there's far more flexibility. You know, one thing, if you have your Moderna and then you miss your four weeks and you remember it six weeks, you can go get it, and nobody's going to pick on you. You know, it's it's because we've learned it's far safer and more flexible than what we initially realized, and that getting the vaccine is so much better than not getting the vaccine. Even if you could only get one vaccine, and then somehow your life falls apart, you can't get to any nearby store, doctor's office, or even gas station or whatever, and get the second vaccine that you at least have the protection of one. So I believe when the vaccine booster comes around, I think it'll just be spread all over the place again. I think it'll be at pharmacies, groceries, other stores, other sites, churches. You know, our church has been giving out the vaccine. Um, yeah, I think it'll be all over the place, and you can just go get your your uh, booster or your, you know, third vaccine, essentially, is the way that works. Much like the flu shot. You know, you can, uh, if you think back to when employers had employees at their place of business, they would bring in people to do the flu shot or churches did it, pharmacies, you know, doctor's offices, obviously health department, it's all over the place. Flu shot clinics here and there would pop up to where you could do drive through flu shots, you know, is what used to be uh, talked about before the COVID shot being a drive through COVID shot. And so all these things are normal in the realm of immunization. And I just want to speak for a moment about 
those who still have conspiracy theories, fears, they know better than anyone in medical science about the vaccine, for instance, or about the virus. I'm shocked still how many experts come into my office to to inform me about the virus and the vaccine and all the things they know that other people don't know. They have special knowledge. And I just want to address that, that I remember when I was a child, when we rode around in cars, nobody knew what a seatbelt was. I believe our first car that had a seatbelt was the 1973 model, and it had lap belts. And at the time, everybody was super annoyed because within a year or two, buzzers came out that, you know, if you didn't have your seatbelt on, the the uh, buzzer would go off. So people would belt themselves behind their back, you know, leave the seatbelt belted. And they're all just lap belts. And then the phenomenon came around of shoulder belts. But in the process, you know, we went from thinking, oh, nobody needs a seatbelt at all, to lap belts can be good, but can also be a challenge. Uh, they restrain you, but they may also cause some irritation, you know, from the body going forward and still whacking into the steering wheel or the windshield. Until we came out with the shoulder belt that now, you know, prevents a lot of injury. I almost never see anybody with a head injury in a car wreck because their head doesn't hit the steering wheel or the windshield. You know, they have other soreness, and most of their complaints, frankly, are because their seatbelt tightened up and pushed on them, and, and they, you know, find that to be a little bit annoying. That is nothing compared to head injuries, split forehead, fractured skull, fractured sciences, death. You know, those things that happen in car wrecks when you aren't restrained. Or and thrown so, from your car. Yeah, exactly. You know, when you're thrown from the car, you usually are dead or paralyzed or, or brain dead. I mean, that's that's the the usual outcome on that. And so over time, I think we've all learned, hey, you know, seatbelts help. Now there's that phenomenon. There's almost like competition for more airbags to help protect people you know you got your side airbag you got your head airbag front airbag and you know sometimes people complain i've kind of had people come in and say oh you know i had this rack i whacked into you know whatever it was a post and my stupid airbag went off and i think well you know that's because it's there to save your life and i think that we have a similar phenomenon going on with the vaccine i think some people just cannot handle that thought of let's be safe and, you know, it's new. Sure, the virus is new, too. And, you know, I think when we look at vehicular safety and, and the 120 deaths a day in America, that actually has come down even with more cars because of safety restraints. And, you know, all those things may irritate and annoy people. I have people occasionally come in and say, well, I need a note saying I don't have to wear a seatbelt because, you know, it, it rubs on my shoulder and makes it a little bit itchy or whatever. And I, I always say no, because if they're in a bad wreck, that seatbelt's going to save their life. And that shoulder ir irritation's going to seem like nothing in comparison. And I think we're going to reach that point with the vaccine. I think people will realize, you know, I was a little sore for a day. Um, I had to stand in line for four minutes. And, you know, I... I had to wait 15 minutes and be observed after. And we're going to start thinking, boy, that 19 minutes is a whole lot better than 19 days in ICU somewhere uh, because of the infection from COVID. And maybe long-term heart damage, kidney damage, lung damage, lung transplant need, for instance, from having COVID, the infection. So I think we all have got to come to peace over time with the fact that medical science really is not political. It's uh, the virus is also not political. As far as I can tell, it impacts liberals as often as conservatives, Republicans as often as Democrats, libertarians as often as independents. And, you know, I think we have to come to peace with the fact that this is not a U.S. government conspiracy. This is a worldwide pandemic. And I think we really need to uh realize that the vaccine is an amazing response to to this crisis that I think has uh, already begun to save lives. Now, with the variants, like the Delta variant gets the most talk. There are five variants that are known right now. The Delta uh, variant has hit America 
from India. That's an international deal. That's not U.S. government bringing it in to infect the people. And it is uh, it, it seems to be very contagious, especially in younger people. Now, part of that may be a lot of our more mature population has been vaccinated. The vaccine does seem to be very effective against the Delta variant. But the Delta variant doesn't necessarily make you sicker. It's just a new strain. So if you had the infection, if you had COVID-19 before we knew about the variants and this variant, then you may still get the Delta variant and have another round of a COVID illness that puts you at risk of damage to organs and such and death. So it's not necessarily a worse infection, but it's a different strain. And that's why there are things like vaccines and boosters to keep the immunity up against these mutations. So the Delta mutation is the current one that is, you know, ravaging through a number of countries and beginning to get into America. Saw an article this morning that Missouri has a uh, new high number of hospitalizations. Uh, Missouri is in the middle of the U.S. Uh, it is, you know, not that far from here. There are a lot of infections, and it seems to be, uh, as much as anything, uh, it's almost all unvaccinated people gain it and gain hospitalized. And it's from some degree of protection fatigue. People have begun to get together in groups, indoors, spend time, share air particles, share spittle, uh, whether they want to or not, because it's in the air from people with the infection, and then they get the infection. So be careful. Get your immunization. Still be smart about hand washing. And some degree of social distancing is proper still. Those are all lessons we've learned. We've seen a decrease in infections in general because of all this. And I think we just have to keep up our guard. All right. Well, Dr. Clothier, sounds good. It is now 7.51, so I'm kicking you off the show. <laughs> thank yeah. you, Dr. Clothier. <laughs> well, have a blessed week. the discipline there. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. Thank you. We follow directions well sometimes. Well, be respectful of others' <laughs> well, times. That's what time. That's what I believe. I appreciate so. that. All Thank right. you so well, much, Doctor Clothier. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next Monday, Doctor Clothier. All right. Very that good. was that was Bye -bye. good information. That's interesting about Missouri. Um, I was there for two layovers. One on Friday, one yesterday. Um, but at the airport, everybody's masked up. You know, all that kind of stuff. So um, I, that kind of makes me a little nervous. <laughs> you know, luckily they were less than an hour layovers. So Have there you go. Have you been able to get the vaccination yet? No, not yet. Because remember, I'm waiting to go to my new doctor in August oh. to see what they say about allergic reactions, all that kind of stuff. And I want to have it done in my new doctor's office while they wait. Now, I've got family who have gotten it. Most of them, the worst it's been has been after the second vaccine has been... Um, um, uh, tiredness, you know, kind of fluish like symptoms. I just, I want to talk to my new doctor because I'm the, the new doctor is also going to be putting me on new blood pressure medicine and, um, checking some other things out. And so, you know, better safe than sorry, you know, with my lungs now with my lungs, big right. fear in, and so I've got to basically the, the pre conversations have been, we've got to weigh out your risks of if you get it, what are the chances of your lungs with scar tissue from bronchitis for all these years and a couple of bouts of pretty bad pneumonia um and no i'm not a smoker my brother has clear lungs and he's a smoker go figure um so um anyways you know it's one of those things that i've got to weigh those the risks to the um the risk of a shot and a reaction from that because of my allergies in my past and current and then also you know getting it and especially with the new strain coming through at first i was like you know i'm good and you know i really didn't have any desire to get it but when the new strain talk started coming around i thought you know what i've got to talk to my my new doctor about this so this is one of the conversations serious conversations that we're going to have in august and um we'll see but I know you've got it. You know, like I said, I've got, you know. Yes, I do. My dad does. Quite a few family members who were very, 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 very against it. Like you said, there's a lot of folks, a lot of stuff out there that you get concerned about. And, um, but they've said, you know what? I, want, I wanted to go back to church and not worry when I don't have a mask that I can sing. 
and I don't have to worry about it, you know? And it's, I think it's kind of a peace of mind. I was tired of smelling my own breath. Oh. <laughs> Coffee breath is not good. I'm just going to let you know. Uh, well, and you know, it's funny because Cleo Marchese, we had this conversation with her early on in the pandemic. Is my breath really this bad all the time? And like for, for my whole adult life, nobody's told me. I took off the mask that I'd worn in the airport and on the airplane all Friday and all, all Sunday when I traveled. Oh, gosh, John, I took one whiff of that. I threw that bad boy away. I was like, oh, this is this is real bad. Yeah. This is really bad. Yeah. And so, yeah, I said, yeah, I don't, you know, coffee breath is not my thing. Well, Otherwise, I'm okay. You it's, know, it's coffee, coffee breath. Coffee breath would have been okay with me. Mine's like sinus breath or something bad. Oh. I'm like, I floss obsessively. I brush obsessively. I use mouthwash. I use little mints. I mean, I just had a little mint in my mouth just now when, when I started talking. Um, I, so I'm like, what, what crawled inside of me and died? Well, and we can ask the same thing about what happens on airplanes. And speaking about airplanes, you yeah, just got so back. I'm I'm so glad I got to come back a day early from so I could see your smiling face. Thanks from You're Maine. Welcome. Yeah, well, from from Massachusetts. Oh yeah, it, that's right. Up in that up in that neck somewhere of the woods. out there. Let me tell you, CJ and I walking in, and then CJ's got a, a friend of his from School of Rock, and she's also there with him for this five week program. And we just all sound, and her dad traveled with us, we just all sound so different than everybody up north. It's just so funny. Um, was at, um, you know, was at a couple of different restaurants and things over the weekend and um, just listening to people. And then when I would say something or when CJ and I would order something, people were like, oh, y'all aren't from here, are you? No, no, wait a minute. No, no, wait a minute. What? Nobody from Boston said. Now y'all ain't from here. Well, are no, you? they didn't say that. They didn't say <laughs> there was no y'all. It was in like that. you guys aren't from around here, so they sounded right. kind of like Fred, Fred North, <laughs> Fred. You a that? little bit. I mean, and, now the and, and Fred's going deep this morning. Uh, by the way, oh well, oh he, oh he's got. He's, he's like, all, do we really know that we're dead? He's, when we're dead. He's probably all cocky because he met Ezekiel Elliott this weekend. Well, he didn't meet him. He took a picture with him. Even. Well, I know, same difference. Beyond I mean, meeting it's, I, like and it's a great, it's a great picture. I'm like, it looks like they're best friends. Yeah, at Hollywood Feed, no less. I know how cool is that? Now they're best friends. Okay, so, um, anyways, I've got to say thank you to the crew and and JP. Thank you for your generous donation that helped CJ raise the money to get to the Berkeley College of Music. And I'm going to get choked up talking about it. Um, I am so happy for my son. Um. What a great opportunity. I sat in the back of orientation after we checked him into the dorm. And I'm I'm watching all of the things he gets to do in this five-week program. He's got a chance for three college credits. I mean, it's just, it's this, he may even have a chance to audition because this is really where he wants to go to college. And he, like, we, we got to campus and um, went there. We went and got a shop for his dorm when we got in town on um, Friday afternoon. And then we decided to go drive go drive to campus, get an Uber to campus, walk around, you know, find a cool restaurant down there. And the guy at the hotel had recommended a place, which was phenomenal. And CJ's around there, and I thought, wow, I can see this kid. If he finds a way to get either scholarship money or whatever the case may be, this may be his home. Um, and I'm, even though I miss him, I am so excited for him because – what he gets to do with this five-week period for a musician is like they called it um hogwarts for musicians and i was like that you know just is so true so true but um so you know me of course um i like to shop i like my t-shirts i like little doodaddy mcjaggers as, as you call them okay. um so We're of course I've, I've got a berkeley t-shirt on you and, know, and not Berkeley, San Francisco. No, this is Berkeley College of Music in Boston. You can keep it open so we can see your shirt. If you want. Uh, woo! No, I'm checking your boobs out. No, okay, I checked you know, your boobs out. Of course, so you know, I'm, I'm FaceTiming Emily from the bookstore, and I'm like, "There's so many cute ones. You've got to look." So we're, you know, going around. So you know, got her a T-shirt. Um, then CJ was like, "Hey, if you're still at the bookstore," he was getting his photo ID made. He said, can you grab me a um, hoodie? And I said, absolutely. <laughs> and then, John, God love you. 
What happened? I Not saw a something. Don't tell me unicorn. I I saw Please something. No and it's funny because when I when I got to orientation, and of course CJ sat front row center. Of course, loved it. Uh, there's about 649 kids from around the world and around the country who are doing this five week program. Um, so 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 CJ, he's up front. I'm in back crying the whole time happiness because i'm so excited for him and just right. thinking how much i'm going to miss him but really i'm just happy for him and um so after orientation when i was telling him goodbye i was like you know here's your we've got your sweatshirt and then i said and i said and cj i had to do it and he actually thought it was funny which i'm like oh i've got some hip points because usually <laughs> usually my mom jokes with both kids just fall flat it's like oh it's like worse than a non-reaction. It's like, oh, okay, she just said that, really? But I said, CJ, I saw this, and I thought of JP, and I had to bring it in to have with me on the show during the next five weeks. Oh. What yep. It? It's a little it bitty a unicorn that has a Berkeley t-shirt on i'll be honest with you see look it's a little baby Which berkeley I I unicorn <laughs> my eyes are burning now so, you say that but uh, it looks like a little rhino oh no no or a hippo it, it's a unicorn that's a hippo no unicorn look how big it's nose that's a hippo it's a unicorn it's a unicorn hippo no. so there we go so we get the berkeley I love the little T-shirt. Unicorn. The, the T-shirt you got to love. I love the least, T-shirt. At least that would be, you'd be accepting of that because that's the Berkeley College of Music logo. Yeah, I so like the T-shirt. I figured at least you would be cool with that. You know, but CJ actually goes, oh, he goes, okay, now that's funny. And I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, JP's going to hate that. And I go for five weeks and he goes, yeah, that, he goes, actually, that's a good joke. And I'm like. So either he was in a, a in a really good mood, and oh, so anything I said was, was. going to be funny, Hello. and that probably was the case. But he's like, no, because JP's going to hate that. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting, and I agree with Fred. It's a it's a it's a uni hippo, <laughs> or Fred goes a hippo corn. It's nah, because I like it's, uni it's because it's meant for a keychain or for a lanyard. So you've got to keep things compact. But it's a unicorn. It's, it's a just so funny. They've got unicorns. Everywhere. Every there's, I mean, every anywhere you go for anything that has a theme, there is a unicorn. Well, didn't you get your niece of like a Green Bay Packers unicorn? Of course I did. I mean, every sporting team. But she's eight. I I, I know. So so <laughs> I mean, she's a less. <laughs> that's what drives me nuts about it. She's eight. You know what? She may be a fifty-four year old but who still believes. That's a unihippo. <laughs> I'm with Fred. That's okay. a unihippo. Or it's a rhino. It could be a unirhino. No. A pink, Rhinoceroses a have a horn. Pink, no, but this is a pink horn. That's a unicorn horn. I don't know. Yeah. I might be okay yeah. with this. I might and, be okay oh, with plus, this. plus, I just noticed this. Unicorn keychain. Where does it say that at? Here, I'll send this over. <laughs> I got to see this. Oh, and I also found um, hand lotions when I was shopping for Mask stuff for Siege. Factor. Yeah. For us to do a hand lotion test if we have time today. Well, it's our show. We can do whatever we want. We can just say we're going Well, longer. I think we have another guest on, too, though. We do at 810. We're going to have Miss um, Sample Effiem joining us. Yeah, it says, you know, you know Hippo. No, oh, no, it does not. Uh, <laughs> uh, because we're, no, we're going to do a little fundraiser um, for art students at Legacy Prep. and Very cool. That's one of the schools that I'm at. And Very so I'm going to cool. ask the crew to dig into their pockets and see if they got extra change. Love it. And help some art students this semester. So Love we're going to talk to her at 810. For, is it like a summer program? No, no, this will be for school year. Oh, okay, Setting fantastic. Setting for the school year. It's fantastic. I That's think it's awesome. Great. We're going to let her talk about it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, so speaking of trips and fun stuff and all of that, let's take a trip down memory lane, shall we? You remember when you were a kid and the ice <laughs> A long, 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 time long ago. time ago. <laughs> Do you remember ever getting the rainbow snow cones off of the ice cream truck? Duh. Why do you say when Duh. I'm a kid? When Emily played softball and CJ played baseball, we still got the rainbow ice cream. Except it ended up, Tiger's Blood ended up being the one we got recently of well, late. But now, that's changed. Now, remember now, I'm talking about the old ice cream truck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The old one. Oh, you, like the one that went through your neighborhood. Right. And it oh, came goodness with the gracious. the prepackaged snow cone that had the red, white, that, and blue. Well, you're, that's a bomb pop. 
No, not the bomb pop. I'm talking the snow cone. So it's in the in the little cone the little thing. Cone. You're not talking. The bomb pop is the red, white, and yeah, blue yeah, yeah, on no, a that's stick. That's in the packaging. And then remember the pink thing. I always got a. It was a pink thing. Yeah, the, it was called. That the was pink really thing. good. That was really good. It was called the pink thing. And they had those at the State Fair now, of Texas the, too. In the freezer. Yeah. He had a tray, and he had snow cones already pre. Oh, a pre-done. Yeah. Yeah. And so he could just hand you your snow cone. Yeah. Okay, but then do you also remember when they came out with the ice pops? The um, now you're still talking ice cream man versus grocery store. I'm talking right, ice cream man versus grocery store. Because their ice pops had been have been at the grocery store forever and a day, where you cut the they're in a plastic tube, you freeze them. Yeah, yeah. So, on a hot summer day, what's your go to man? Is it the ice pop in the freezer, or the snow cone? And now nowadays the snow cones. Or in styrofoam cups with the ice cream truck. Dude. It's a whole, it's and whole it's different all different. Yeah. But do you do the snow cone, or do you do like four ice pops? Now, okay. So, are you saying I'm? Let's go back to childhood, or even today. Would I prefer getting something out of my own freezer or out of the ice cream truck? Which you barely see ice cream trucks. Well, that's because they all have a bad name based on how I, yeah, they, they're I, Like creepy. all the movies and everything. Yeah. You know, it's funny because um, the ice cream truck will come through the neighbor, our old neighborhood. We we were familiar with the guy. It was the same guy all the time. You know, we lived in a cul-de-sac, so there would be a, a couple of moms and a gr- big old group of kids that would go out there a couple of times a week during the summer and we so the kids could experience the ice cream truck. The new neighborhood, now, of course, kids are too old for it now, Um I still get excited when I hear the ice cream. The and it's it's always jacked up a little off key. That's because they're one And so, <laughs> they're scoping you out. Well, there's been all these movies now, like these horror movies about ice cream truck men who like you know put you in a chop you up and put you in the freezer kind of right, a thing. Right. Um, but it's funny. I still get that. <gasps> it's the ice cream truck. It's the ice cream man. You know, Eddie Murphy, Mom, throw down some money. The ice cream man is coming. Because didn't you panic? Oh, yeah. Like when you were a kid, you're like, Mom, I need, I need change. I need ice, ice cream man. And you would literally run top speed just to get that ice cream truck. Do you remember that feeling? Yeah, Fred, Fred's ice cream man was arrested for dealing drugs. <laughs> so, so. If for real? I, do. I remember the feeling. But see, for real? I only, That's for, funny. They, they would always do because they had freezers, so it was hard to see, the, you know, through the freezer. So, yeah, they could sell drugs out of that. So, but, I mean, I'm, and I'm not talking about the nostalgia of the crazy clown on top of the crazy truck driving around selling you ice cream. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I use it as a point of reference so you can remember the snow cone versus the ice pop. For me, it's the ice pop. I like being able to go in and have grape, orange, oh. and pink. Any, fl- any flavor. Yeah. I, I mean, I grab those three. I'm my out, kids. You know, I'm, I'm, I, my I brother. Do, I do it today. My dad bought me a box of ice pops oh, in the freezer. Oh, I still buy them from time to time. So and when they, I come over. CJ's like, Mom, I'm 17. And I'm like, I know. But it's funny. Emily, who's almost 22, whenever she comes home, she's like, she's like, oh, we have ice pops. Because, again, Rocky. that it's such a good memory. They had them over at their grandmother's house. They, you know, they had them. We, I mean, we always had those growing up. Um you know, and you know what's funny, and we tried this um, because I I really like pickles. So does Emily, and oh, we and we I like what you did. pickle juice. No, they have they have I ice know. pops, and they're pickle juice, yeah, I know. and they're supposed. So we tried those with her and some of her friends for softball, and even though they were all like, "Oh yeah, this is so cool, Miss Ward. Thanks, we love pickles." It was kind of like, <laughs> you know, record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, it was just one of those things that it doesn't translate because I guess the pickle juice is supposed good to be hydrating it's and good, good for cramping. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it, when, you know, when you're in the throes of a, especially softball during the summer, when you're hot and sweaty and your muscles are really tiring out, they're supposed to be really good for you, but they are. Pickle juice is good for you. but it's, it's it, the, the pickle pops just don't do the same <laughs> thing that the ice yeah. pops do. No, thanks. No so, no. so yeah, so you see, I'm 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 telling you, I love snow cones, but I'm down with ice pops. I mean, yep. give me a box of ice pops and call me just happy. And I guess if I had, there's a place by our old house called Snow Mountain, Sugar Mountain. Anyways, it's a little stand by Did itself over room, um, over near Parker and Alma, Parker and Custer. 
Parker What's it Alma. Called? It's like it was either Snow Mountain or Sugar Mountain. It depended on who the owner oh, okay. was at the time. And if it, it was going to close, and it, and it luckily it opened back up. Now snow cones from there, fantastic. And we usually would get Tiger's Blood. Me and the kids would. I love Tiger's Blood. That's a good. That grape and red combination is fantastic. Yeah. And if you get it at a place like that, then when you're done, you have the juice to drink. And that's just good stuff. Yeah, so, it's all full yeah. of sugar and fun. But that's funny. Yeah, the ice cream man is just not the same as back in the day. Like, if you, okay, <laughs> yeah. well, think about it. Are you going to let Carter, hey, are you gonna let Carter run after the ice cream truck in this day and age? No. No. <laughs> no. I'm not. Good morning, Miss Effiem Sample. Oh, sound. Oh, we sound. need sound there. Do we have her? Do we have her unmuted? There she is. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, all right, Miss FM Sample, you've come in on a part of our show where we're talking about the old-fashioned <laughs> snow cone or the ice pops. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the snow cone. Oh, we got a snow cone. Oh, there you there go. You ding, go. ding, there ding. There you go. All right. There you go. I love it. I love it. Has so many colors, you can put all the colors in one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's got a point. I just always loved having a fistful of ice pops when I'd walk out of the freezer. I'd get grape, I'd get orange, and then the pink. I don't know what the pink tasted like, but it was good. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, Miss FEM Sample, thank you for joining us. You are over at Legacy Prep, and you are at their middle school. You are their head director and principal there, right? That is correct. And you've got something cool going on that you've been pushing out about art and art students. And tell us all what that is and how can we help out? Yes. Thank you so much for having me on this morning. I really appreciate it. Um, yes. So we, um, what I have going on is um, I have uh, signed up for Donors Choose. And uh, the reason why I signed up for Donors Choose is because I'm trying to fund, um, trying to get supplies for our arts program. I think it is so important that kids not only are taught academics and they're academically strong, but I also believe in the arts. And I believe that um, our students should have the opportunity to experience uh, a good arts program, uh, anything really to do with the arts, with art, music, dance. I believe they should get a chance to experience that. That kind of uh, completes the whole child. Uh, we want them to be, like I said, academically strong, but we also want them to uh, have that opportunity to enjoy the arts. And so with Donors Choose, I have... Um, selected several items that would really benefit our arts program. And what I am looking for is donors, is contributors that would love to support our arts program by donating to uh, Donors Choose. Um, it's very simple process. Um, no funds come to me. It goes right to Donors Choose. They will um, buy all the items that I've selected um, on, uh, on their website uh, and then ship them straight to the school. I mean, it's a pretty cool uh, website awesome. um, that I was introduced to. And I think that if we get enough contributors to this to just donate any at any amount, there's no amount too small. No amount that is too big, um, but uh, anything would definitely help to fund uh, our, our program. Because one thing we want, um, Judge Payton, is we want our, our scholars, and we call them scholars, we want our scholars to be, like I said, well-rounded. We want them to be reflective. We want them to be innovators. We want them to be very self-reliant. Um, we want them to be... Transformers, transformers. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and um, and trailblazers. And I tell you, if we if we pour into them everything that we can um, academically um, and um, being artistic, if we pour all of these one business, oh my God, just 
pouring into them different things that we can cultivate and send out into this world these uh, scholars that are um, that will be those trailblazers, those those scholars that will be intrinsic motivators, those scholars that will be reflective. I, I call them reflective practitioners. Um, we will be able to send out those scholars, and so at Legacy Prep, that's that's our that's our focus. That's what we're trying to do. And um, if we have some contributors that would love to support our arts program, it would be great. We would welcome um, that. So, uh, Miss Sample, tell us real quick, what are just a couple of the items on your list that you're wanting to expose the scholars to there at Legacy Prep? Well, some of the things are an easel. Easel, uh, some paint. We need paint. Uh, paint brushes um, of all sizes. Um, we're, we're even looking for um, just like scraps of material, material scraps because we want them to be able to do collages, um, things like that. Um, but some, those are some of the, and, and paper, um, art paper, um, construction paper. Those are just some of the items that are, that are on, the, on, that, on that list. So I want to put into our feed where people can go to donate. Yes. So where, where would, what do I type into our feed so the crew members can go in and they can help donate to help get some art supplies sent over to Legacy Prep. Okay, so if they go to www.donorschoose.org. Spell the last part. Donors, is it choose, C-H-O-O-S-E? Correct. Okay. Donorschoose.org slash classroom Slash again, and then our number is seven eight eight seven six six one. All right, so seven eight eight seven six six one. Correct. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, if I can interrupt real quick, I think if you go, you can even go to um, if if somebody's like just listening right now and they can't type this in. You, it looks like, can you go to Donors Choose, and then they could type in either Legacy Prep, because it, there's a section where it says search um, topics, teachers, and schools. So if they just get to the Donors Choose part, can they just type in Legacy? Yes. If they go to Donors Choose, they can type in Excellence in Art. Oh, fantastic. That's fantastic. Excellence in Art. Yes. Okay. I love this. I think this is one of those things that businesses, and I actually have um, a business I'd like you to put to put you in touch with. Uh, I think there are businesses that they can just grab this, push this out there. And, you know, you think about it. I think a lot of times when you donate money, unless you know it's, very, a very, it's a very specific cause, sometimes it's kind of broad and it gets lost. This is one of those, you know, I am buying this easel it is going to a child who will use this to excel at art. I, I think it's great. Absolutely. Yes. And so that, that is what we're trying to do. And um, I, I really appreciate um, you, Kathy, and and, um, and Judge Payton for uh, giving me this platform to speak uh, on, uh, to push this out. Um, I know that our scholars would appreciate it. And, in fact, once uh, school resumes, I'm trying to get these items, um, you know, by August 9th. May not make it, may not make that, but I am really pushing to to have that art room furnished uh, with supplies for our scholars on that very first day. And um, once we get there, I'm going to um, uh, have our scholars to write uh, thank you notes um, for because they the ones that have been there they know um, our art program and uh, but I want them to like I said I want them to reflect back on uh, on uh, the way it was and the way it is now and uh, I want them to be appreciative and send back uh, notes of thanks uh, right. to all of the contributors 
that have uh, supported them in, in this effort. Well, I think it's this super is great. Cool. I mean, you can you can even I mean, JP, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I'm going to make a donation right after the show. I mean, you can go on and buy some of these those um, pom pom and tassel deco art. You can buy w- yes. one for three dollars and forty four cents. She needs five, but you can buy, you know, a thing for three yes. three dollars. I mean, literally, there's a a, a two dollar and four cents for um, uh, some craft glue. You can also go and you can purchase things that are like, you know, like um, liquid, um, Blick liquid watercolors, a set of 10, that's thirty one eighty six. So, you know, okay, I literally just supplied a classroom with this and you can do it for, you know, under $5. How many art stations? Absolutely. We have a question from the crew. Uh, Tess Armstrong says, how many art stations need to be set up? Uh, in the classroom, we're going to have 26. 26 students per class, I mean, you know, in each classroom. So how many art stations? Will there be stations or will each student have their own ESOL? What, so what's kind of the plan well, there? What we're going to have, if, we, if we're if we trying to get at least where it is, um, um, every kid won't have an ESOL, but we would have at least, I think I put on there, I have to go back in, um, I think it's 10 that I actually put on there. But the kids will be all sitting at tables, and and we will have at least, um, the way I've set it up, it'll be five students per table. So we're looking at, um, we're looking at like eight, um, I believe it's eight tables. Gotcha. That will be in, those will be like eight stations in in the classroom. Perfect. Love it. Now, is this tax deductible? Oh, good question. Oh, um, you know, that is a good question, um, but I can definitely find out. All I right. believe it is, but I am not sure. I am not sure. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, and the site yeah. may have it on there as well. It, but I, if you yeah, find out, let us there. know, and we'll pass it out there for sure. And um, well, hopefully yeah, we can good. get you that's good art supplied up by August the 9th. So when these kids come back to school, they'll walk into an art room and go, oh, my gosh, where did all this come from? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fantastic? Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. And you know, and and you're at the middle school level. And so now is the time to grab them. That's so important. Awkward, weird stage of puberty and adolescence and all of that. And to give them an outlet like art. You know, that would be fantastic. Well, especially after so. the pandemic. They need they need to, you know, if, they, if you can come into an art room and just be transformed into another world. Transformers. You know, hey, can, can JP and I sign up for your class? We pr- Now, you, you'll you have to separate us. You'll have to separate us, though, because we will get, okay, we'll we will be you your troublemakers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll put you on one side. We'll yes. You would have to. Oh, we would totally if come not, in. we would be in your office on yeah, a daily we basis. We would be in the principal's office. It would be bad. <laughs> yeah, JP, don't touch Kathy. Yeah, no, JP, stop. Okay, stop. Okay, Kathy, give JP his his artwork back. I Kathy, don't quit have telling it. him that. I JP, am. don't touch Kathy. <laughs> JP, quit it. Kathy, he would be the biggest class yeah. disruptor. Yeah, you would have to remove us. Well, again, Miss Effiem Sample, thank you so much for joining us this morning and being a part yeah, of JP. Yeah, God bless you Kathy for loving the, the kids and the students and so much. I, that's awesome. That's that's just good stuff. Tess Armstrong says thank you. She's going to check this out. So Love it. And hopefully, and we Tess can is help very you generous you. with, with she kids. Is. She's really. very good when, with so, donating. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it. All right. Have a blessed day. We'll have be talking to one. you soon. Bye. 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 All right. Again, How you know, with cool kids, well, with kids coming back, and because you hit it on the head, that's kind of why I wanted to push this out there. This is good stuff. Um, yeah. You know, the kids that were at Legacy last year, even when the campus is opened, a right. lot of them. So, Legacy never really truly closed, right? Right. Right. Because they had families they, that were essential. That. They were one, they were one of the schools that they, even from the very beginning, now they were also great. They delivered hot spots and computers, right. laptops to all of these oh, kids in need. And I mean, just a, a, they really, they are one of the schools that excelled and ramped up immediately during the pandemic. Right. Um, but you're right. A lot of essential family workers in the medical field and different things like that, they had to work, grocery store yeah. workers and so those kids were there. So well, and what was interesting, I remember walking in and yeah, you know, the cafeteria had been converted to a a war room, yeah, more or less, yep. on prepping lunches, technology yeah. getting handled and, and dealt with. I mean, 
it wasn't a cafeteria anymore. And so when these kids walked into school, that's something else that they experienced was yeah. this doesn't look like my school. And so I think that you're going to have a lot of kids that are going to be coming back, yep. not knowing what things are going to look like. And if you can put a little shine oh on that goodness. penny with some art oh, supplies heck yeah. and easels around the room and I think that that just helps school become a little more well, it, tenable for a kiddo. Well, it, it does. I mean, well, think about it. You know, think about the the um, adults who have been stuck working from home. And, you know, just being able to get out, back about, back around, back amongst the land of the living, so to speak. And especially for, it's, it's almost, you know, obviously, you know, art's an essential part of school. You know, we could go on and on forever. That'd be a whole other topic for a whole other day on how important that is right. for learning and for continued learning, you know, down into your adult years. But for our mental health, anything that you can do for a young child, for a kid, um, heck, for a fellow human being that helps them with their mental, their state of mental health, for a, for a sixth, seventh grader who's awkward, who didn't like the Zoom thing because they felt like it was too close up of their face right. and maybe they had acne or braces or whatever, for them to be able to walk into a room and be like, this is my art station? Can you imagine what that does for the serotonin and for your brain? Well, and it also gives you a break from math, science, English, you know. <laughs> I was always welcoming science. a break from math. I was like, oh, like I was on student council. I'm like, oh, don't you need me to stay and volunteer? And my teacher's like, my student teacher, um, uh, the st student council teacher was like, no, Kathy, I need you to go pass algebra. Right. I'm like, oh, oh, I can grade papers for you for your history class. I need you to go pass algebra. I was always looking for a break from math. But that, you know, and again, that's what it, it gets you a, gets you a moment away from the cores. Uh, the cores are very important, but you also want a fresh kiddo. Yeah. And so yeah. that art gives them a break, lets their brain take a break and use a different part of their brain it very as much they so. move forward. Yeah. So um, that's good stuff. And, and I love, it's so great to highlight teachers. You know, teachers are the unsung heroes. I think parents during the pandemic. They figured that out. They were like, Oh, oh, what is your favorite drink from Starbucks? Because I will be getting that for you every Monday morning at the carpool drop-off. Right. Um, but you see a teacher like this, and, you know, I mean, she loves what she does. She's trying to make a difference. She's thinking out of the box for the kids. Well, you know, what I that's love too amazing. Is it's like you said, you can go on and see what you're buying. Yes. And it's like she said, I don't get any of the money. It no. goes straight to the product. The product gets shipped to us. It, it's fantastic. Yeah, so. it doesn't go into some black hole, and you're like, I think I'm helping out veterans or I think I'm helping out, right. you know, uh, kids who don't have, you know, who are undernourished or, you know, uh, okay, but you just don't know. Yeah. So, so turning yeah. to more uh, liberating, ooh, ooh, gotta love that. Liberating. SAT word. I know. No. <laughs> How about this? How about Cuba? Have you heard this uh, morning? Oh, no. They are in the streets fighting for liberty. What they are? Wow! Looking, they yeah, because I've been I've been completely yeah. away from news they up until looking, turning uh, on the radio this morning on the way here to the studio. They are looking dead on with jeeps and machine guns loaded on the back of those jeeps with soldiers, wow. and they are still taking to the streets, trying as, to take their country back. That's right. Yep. The citizens are done. They are tired, and they I, are ready I'm to be free. I'm surprised it's taken them this long. Well, you know you the know? the uh, the Cuban. I don't know if, if you would call them, you know, the the, the, the Cuban juggernaut called Castro yeah. is finally taking a back seat. Yeah. You know, Fidel's dead. His brother's probably on death's door. I was going to say, is he still? No, he's retired. Yeah, but is he still alive even? Yeah, yeah, the brother is. I didn't know. Not, 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 that's what I was talking about, his brother, because yeah, it's one of those things, or is it weekend at Bernie's? I'm not trying to make no, no, light no, no, of no, the no. death the or anything, but is it a weekend in Bernie's situation? No, like, is he brother, really there? Okay. Brother, okay. He's alive, and he's also, like I say, he's retired. Yeah. Um, President Miguel Diaz-Canel, who also <laughs> heads the Communist Party, addressed the country and blamed the U.S. for stoking <laughs> the anger. Now, I don't know Come how that's Come on, honey, we've got possible. so much anger here for ourselves. We don't have enough to give around. Well, what, it's, what blows me away so about that. it's our that, fault? Yeah, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris <laughs> haven't even weighed in yet on this. And I think that's so I'm I think sorry, it's I find funny. that funny. Oh. So seriously, it's our yeah. fault. Yeah. 
Yeah. But of course it is. Yeah. The order to fight has been given into the street <laughs> revolutionaries. Our, pe- our people are so free that they can literally <laughs> hound setting presidents. Okay. Yeah. And this, I mean, this is what this guy says. He goes, the order to fight has been given into the street revolutionaries, oh. he said, in an address, according to the BBC. Cuba is going through the, its worst. First of all, it, Cuba has been in a horrible economic situation for decades anyway. Oh, there is no oh. such thing as health care in Cuba. Oh, goodness gracious, no. Um, yeah. It's ridiculous. No, uh, no. So to, to say that these people are, are finally protesting or becoming revolutionaries wow. because it was called upon by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, that is a joke. <laughs> um they're showing, I didn't know when you said Cuba, I didn't know I would be giggling today. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, the country has also reported 7,000 daily COVID-19 infections wow. and 47 deaths. That was as of Sunday. Uh, but this has been a long time coming. You can't keep a people down. You, it, it some, at some point, people the people will rise. It, it's, it's historical. You know, I mean, you've yeah. had you, the French Revolution. You've had this, you know, for, for all time. Um at, at some point, you oppress people so much, and they see the opulence of whoever the ruler is and whoever their very small group of people are. I kind of like some of the stuff going on in D.C. right now. And you know what? Eventually, people say enough is enough, and they rise up. Human nature. Absolutely. Uh, Jake Sullivan, the White House National Security Advisor, took to Twitter to say that the U.S. supports freedom of expression an assembly across Cuba and would strongly condemn any violence or targeting of peaceful protesters who are exercising their universal rights. Um, not so sure, Jake, I understand that whole universal rights thing, because uh, in Cuba there's no such thing as universal rights. Say that again. Say his comment again. Yeah, universal rights. He says that you know peaceful protesters who are exercising their universal rights. Well, describe to us what you mean by that. Just, just well, by what yeah. he means by it. Yeah, right? that's I mean, what, that's what I say. Yeah, by by what not you. He, right. He, yes. I mean, because yeah. you know, it, it's almost like a universal right. He, I guess, he thinks that peaceable assembly is afforded to everybody across the world, and it's it, not. It's, it's not a, deemed a universal right. Check with China and Tiananmen Square. Um, you know, Lathan and I talked about that on Friday. Yeah. Uh, try a peaceful protest in China and have tanks oh, rolling on gracious. you. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, and be shot with uh, Russian uh, machine yeah, guns. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, be a female and go out to certain places in the Middle East and see see how quickly yeah. you're shot. So I don't know what you mean by I, universal I, rights. Um, you know, and, and, and we're not knocking you. We just want you to explain to us what you mean. But, you know, it's one of those things I think that, and this is what upsets me, and I hope maybe we can talk about, we'll have time to talk about this this week, that video that, um, uh, Charles Gura sent to both you and I um, for a segment he produced for us. Um, you know, college age kids saying how bad America sucks, and you know, you know, just right. just so unpatriotic. And it's one of those things. Well, you should consider yourself so incredibly blessed, fortunate, lucky, whatever you you call it, because you live in a country where you can stand up and say your country sucks. Most countries, and that's freedom of speech, and that's provided in our Constitution that our founding fathers put together. Um, You know, most countries, you stand up and say, my country sucks. Goodbye. See ya. You're a dissident. (laughs) That's it. Ted Cruz, who's also a son of a Cuban immigrant, took to Twitter on Sunday as well in support of the thousands of protesters. Cruz reposted a video that claimed to show dozens in front of the Communist Party headquarters and said the current regime will be consigned to the dustbin of history. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see what Canal does because in the past, Fidel Castro would have violently put this out. It would have been, it would have been a bloodbath. Absolutely. It would would have been a horrific bloodbath. In fact, uh, Ted Cruz went on to say it has, it has brutalized and denied freedom to generations of Cubans and forced my family and so many others to flee. The American people stand squarely with the men and women of Cuba and their noble fight for liberty. And so again, in 2009, Raul Castro formally replaced Fidel as Cuba's president, and then Diaz-Canal became minister of higher education. In 2012, he rose to one of Cuba's vice presidencies, and then soon thereafter was named the first vice president, and then went on to take over as Raul decided to retire. Um, so again, uh, the Cuban people have taken to the streets. I never thought that I would be able to say 
that there would be a moment in my life where I would see Cuba as possibly being free. And now Can it is. Can you imagine I mean, in our lifetime brain. if that happens? No, I mean, it's on the I brain. guess I, I never even, yeah, I never even thought that was in the realm. Yeah. Realm of possibility, Maybe yeah. So huh. go Cuba. Go Cuban yep. people. Make your voices heard. All right. With that being said, everybody have a very blessed day. I okay, know I can and we, hear the music. we've got lotion. We, do we well, want to we do this do on the, air? We can do it while the music is starting to play there. We, before you okay, kick this off. I'm going to give you this one to try. It's rosemary and lemon. Uh-oh. And I'm trying orange blush. <laughs> orange blossom. So now orange this blossom. is the, the lotion test. Yes. So will I break out? Because now JP's like me. JP does like a good smell in lotion. I do. And I don't like he, 17 lotions. Yeah, he doesn't like them layered with 9,000 others. Oh, I get to even open this. <laughs> oh, look, we're opening this up. This is fancy. This is a, a reveal. I saw, we're, we're yeah, a, a, an unboxing, if we're you will. We're unboxing. Michelle, that, that's a thing, right? Michelle, I'm taking my boxers off. Here we go. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, here we go. We're going to try this. Okay, oh, you try nice that creamy. one. It's got good cream. Ooh, okay. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, it's got a good smooth. Oh, I wouldn't, I... I wouldn't use this for intimacy. No, no, no. Well, you, never a fragrance thing for that. Don't do that. <laughs> that would be bad. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Watermelon and strawberry is kind of nice. Uh, no, no. It's not Friday, JP. Oh, it's not. My bad. <laughs> oh, that smells all right. It's a little, this one's a little bit light. Yeah, this one. Okay, so this. So then what we'll do on Wednesday, we'll, we'll switch. switch. Because I don't want to mix the two right now. I want to see. I'm not so layering. So mine's orange blossom and pistachio. And mine's rosemary. Okay, and this is a Burt's Bees. And it's got wish Found a couple butter. of these on. Oh, and I, I found, rosemary I'm going to Market that. Street, so that. I'm going to get more of the lemongrass and sage. I love that. That's one of Now, that's, that's a big one, but I wanted to see with this how it would be. So, okay. So then we on Wednesday, we will switch, and we will give you a report. Okay. All right. There you go. Fun stuff. All right, everybody have a blessed week. We'll see you on Wednesday. Love y'all. Don't take life too seriously, just serious enough. We're out. (laughs)